Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Hello, everybody. We are here today with Marissa Pinay, who is a life coach for women with depression and anxiety who are ready to heal themselves so y'all can inspire and heal others. And we know that that is a lot of you listening. So today gets a little bit deep. Marissa's going to help us out with a lot of fun stuff, fun, deep, healing, mind, beautiful stuff. So in this episode, we talk through some of our own personal struggles with mental illness and really give you some tactical ways you can work through this while running your own successful online business. We show you how to focus on your why and successful tactics for how to deal with frustrated clients and customers and how to not have that affect you so emotionally. We go in deep on to how to start free writing and journaling. We really dive deep into how to really be happy and what does happiness mean and how can you figure out what's taking away from your joy And at the end of the episode, we talk about some resources you can get if you are personally struggling with mental illness and you need some more things that we just personally can't help you with. So we hope you'll stick in for the whole episode and really take this journey with us. We are being really personal with this. So keep that in mind and we look forward to hearing what you have to say about it. Today on the podcast, we have Marissa Panay. It is so great to have you. I'm so glad to be here. Awesome. Well, for you listeners, I don't know if you realize how mentally... (laughs) Where are we going with this? (laughs) Struggled. Struggle bust? Uh Struggle bust? That is the proper phrase. How much Emily and I have both struggled with mental illness throughout our lives and both continue to struggle with mental illness. And so having Marissa on the show today is really special because we really do want to talk about this and we want to open up about the 
the realness of life and anxiety and depression and the fact that it's a part of being a human and how do you combat that and still run a successful business? So Marissa, well, let's... Well, and I, well, I want to do a little disclaimer. We, oh, this sure. is now the third time we've done this disclaimer. Um, maybe grab some tissues. I don't know how today is going to go. I feel like these conversations every time can go either way. We're going to be sharing our own personal journeys. Marissa has 15 ways to combat mental illness and still run a successful business. So maybe some of these will really resonate with you and touch you in a way. I'm wanting y'all to to really sit down and listen to this one because I feel like so many of our people come to us with these stories of what you're struggling with in your everyday life. And we use that as a big burden as to why we cannot be successful. And I really want to equip you today, not only with some action steps that Marissa put together, but with just the solidarity solidarity of three women coming to you today who get it and who understand it and who deal with it on, uh, on the regular. So Maybe grab some tissues, maybe grab some wine, who knows? Maybe don't be crying in public. I don't know, you just do your thing. I do it literally all the time. But Marissa is going to walk us through today 15 ways to combat mental illness and still run a successful business. So let's just kick it off. Let's just run through the list. Awesome. Okay, so I'll just go through them like fast. Um, Yeah. So number one, always like let go of perfectionism because it's just going to destroy you. Um, always understand and remember your why as to like why you went into business in the first place and why you're doing what you're doing. Avoid like the nocebo effect. So if you don't want something to work, it won't work. Always strategize your goal setting and don't like put unobtainable goals in front of you and think that you're going to be able to just get it done like tomorrow. (laughs) Always have ready to go copy in front of you for like when you're faced with like an angry client. So you don't have to think of it on the spot. You just have something ready to go. Same thing for when a client seems to never be satisfied with the work that you're giving them or if they think they know better than you. That's like my number one thing is like you hire someone because they're a professional. So if you constantly have these people like trying to go back and forth with you. You have this ready to go so you don't have to deal with it every single time. And then sometimes, like, the bad times will happen. You'll have mental health ruts. You'll have, like, the times where you really can't do anything and you need to take a mental health break. So be sure to, like, have a friend in your creative field who's willing to take on your additional clients when you can't do it and you just can't complete a a project. So you have someone on the back burner to always resort to. My personal favorite is journal, journal, freaking journal. (laughs) Like literally the amount of free writing that I do is insane and how much it has helped either when when I'm stuck in my business or just stuck in life. Like just journaling is everything. Always recite positive affirmations every morning when you wake up. Like I literally, I'm staring at them right now. I have post-it with post-it notes all over my wall. And then always like assess the current situation that you're in. If you're not happy, what can you do to change that? Because like you literally have one life to live. So if you're not happy doing something, figure out what's causing you the unhappiness and then just run with whatever, whatever you can do to change it basically. And then you can plan all day, but if you don't take action, your to-do list just get you nowhere, just wasted pieces of paper. And I'm like the queen of like having a to-do list, staring at it, reading it, perfecting it, rewriting it because I didn't like my handwriting and then just like staring <laughs> at it some more. Don't do that. <laughs> don't take on too much at one time too because if you – like with the same thing with the to-do list, if you see it runs on for miles, it's just going to overwhelm you and you're not going to – be able to knock anything out of the park because you're just going to stare and have like over over analysis paralysis. 
And then imposter syndrome, if it's kicking your butt, just focus on what you can control. And if you you basically you can't predict the reaction of other people. So just focus on what you can control and take it from there. Always like if you can get away from your computer screen, do it. The number one thing for me is I love the outdoors. Like I have seasonal depression, so the winter destroys me. But in the summer, like I can get a chance to go outside and write outside or use my computer outside, like do that. And then the last thing that I always recommend is find like communities of like-minded people. So like join Facebook groups and other online resources like that where other women living with mental illness hang out. Mm -hmm. Like ours. Yeah. (laughs) So I kind of want to go back to the beginning and run through several of these again and really get in depth with them more and dive deeper. Um, So Talk to me more about perfectionism. I know as an A-type personality, I have struggled with being a perfectionist literally my whole life, and I do have some OCD tendencies, like I color code things and sort things, and the more depressed I get, the worse it gets, and so my husband is also OCD, so it it we feed off each other, and that can get kind of crazy up in here. And so our house is like obsessively cleaned all the time. And so how do you suggest that someone has like both the perfectionist mentality deal with like, letting go of like, it doesn't have to be perfect all the time and good is good enough. Like how can someone embrace those mentalities when, when when it's bad, like they just want to make it worse. Like if you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So definitely like the whole done is better than perfect thing. For me, usually when I get stuck in like, I just can't put it out there and I just don't know what I'm doing. And I'm like, ah, it has to be good. It has to be good. I have to get it out there, but I don't want to do this. And you just start spiraling out of control. Basically, I try at least, or I have like my boyfriend or my parents or someone who knows me and knows when I get like this to be like, okay, step away, (laughs) like go out there, go do something. Even if it's a time crunch or something, just go away and then come back to it. And then you'll see that you were one, freaking out probably for no reason. And two, you'll have like fresh eyes on whatever you were trying to create in the first place. And then you can be like, okay, it's good. I can put it out there and it's the internet. So I can always just like edit things later. Like there's everything has an edit option. If you really are freaking out about something like a week later after it is published. Yeah. I always try to remember that there are a shit ton of people out there and very few of them will really see your stuff. Like no matter how big your audience is in reality. And so like, I'm always comforted with the fact that the people who are probably spending time out of their day to actually look at what I'm putting out there really care, love and support me. And so if there's a mistake, like who cares? Like it's, it's not a deal breaker to the, the success of your entire business. Yeah. I know for us, having systems and workflows have really helped because the second guessing used to be a huge thing for both of us because we'd be like, is that link right? Did we do this step? Are we missing something? And we would wake up in the middle of the night and like have to get on our computer and double check things. And knowing that we have those workflows in place has really helped eliminate some of that anxiety and stress. Yeah, definitely. I'm obsessed with Trello, your course, guys. Thank you. (laughs) Um, (laughs) 
But like having all those systems in place, that's one of the things I always talk about with like my clients and stuff is automation, like automate as much as you possibly can. And then like if a robot can do it, then like let the robot do it. (laughs) Let the robot do it, guys. (laughs) And then what you said earlier with like people that are actually paying attention, there's I don't remember where exactly I read it, but there's so many things happening everywhere. And like, there's so many people and we're all so wrapped up in our own minds that the chance that someone actually gives a fuck about what you're doing is like so slim to none. And like, if they actually are taking the time out of their day to be like, oh, well, she messed up on point A, C, and D, then Uh like either they have some internal issues they need to fix or like, they're just really bored and need to right. go somewhere Right, or they're else. just assholes, <laughs> yeah, and that's like, fine too. Like, you can't fix them. Move yeah. on. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Those are not your people, people. <laughs> exactly. I want to talk about number two for a second. So understanding and remembering your why. This is something that we really dig deep with our people, and it's something we're going through with a lot of our students right now. Not only your why, but the why behind your why. We've recorded an episode about this, so you guys can begin to understand ours, but I think it's really, really important to go through some of these activities to truly dig deep about Okay, after the surface level of like, I want to make some money and I want to work for myself and I want to do these things, literally why? What's the purpose of your impact? And I was just reading a couple feedback from our students who are going through this right now. And in order for privacy's sake, I'm not going to read verbatim, but the, the gist was, holy crap, like tears streaming down my face every time I dig deeper into this because I truly realize like even when it's shitty for my day, even when it's hard for me, my purpose is so much greater than my hard day. So I have to keep moving forward for that. Exactly. I resonate with that so much because like being that like I am, like my whole goal in community is mental health awareness and mental uh, health advocates and everything is like I will have, I'll be having a shit day and I'll be like, I am so stressed out. There's so many things to do. Blah, blah, blah. And then I'll have a client email me or message me and they'll be like, so I just got admitted to the hospital because I tried to kill myself. And I'm like, oh, sweet okay. baby. I'll be like, okay, so I need to like reevaluate the things that I'm stressing out about right. and like be, remember like, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing because there are people that are so fragile or not even like there's other people like that was me five, seven years ago. Like I was that person that didn't have anyone to reach out to. And so for me, it was like, okay, look at how far you have come. Look at what you're struggling quote, quote with now and compare it to where you were. Like you're gonna get through this. And like the the reason you are doing this is so other people can see that. And like, for me, my why is just to like get people to see like, look, there's, you can have growth, you can have progress and you will like succeed with everything. Mm -hmm. I love it. Yeah. Sorry. (laughs) I was just going to say, I think it's so interesting that you say that because really thinking about both how far Emily and I have come from the way we grew up is really I, I mean, I think I tend to focus more on our whys and like why we help women in business. And I think I forget to focus on why I started the business. And most of that was really because I wanted a better life for myself and I wanted that sense of security. And now that I've like have that, I take for granted some of the things that I have. And, you know, this this life now would have been my dream when I was 12 years old, when I was 13 years old, when I was 16 years old. And so you just have to go back sometimes. 
Mm-hmm. And it's really it's it's almost too easy to forget your why. Like, like you'll be oh, so yeah. like what you guys like just had that huge launch. Like if you if you're in the moment and you're like, okay, I need to reach this specific goal, and you're like thinking of why you want to reach that specific goal, you'll forget like why you wanted to reach the last one, and then like mm-hmm. more of like why you mm-hmm. started and everything. So it's always really good to just get really in tune with yourself and really be real about what your why is. Yeah. So talk a little bit more about the nocebo effect. I love that. Okay. So for me, like one of the things, like you're going to block yourself, you're going to have resistance and like, I'm definitely into like that woo-woo side of things too. So if you believe, if you are like basically manifesting the fact that like, or you're blocking your manifestation of saying like you want something to happen, but like in the back of your mind, you're like, I don't deserve this. This isn't real. Like, like it's not gonna, it's not gonna work. <laughs> like you can like write post-it notes on your wall every single day of the week, and you can have all the vision boards you want. But if you don't truly believe it in your core that like you want something to happen, or like if you are like, okay, I'm gonna write a best-selling or a New York Times best-selling book, but you're like, oh, fuck, I'm not a writer. Like I don't know what the hell to do. What happens after I write it? Like, and you're just like drowning in these negative, negative self-talk and like everything like that you're basically just going to just blow out any p- possibility of there actually being like an effect. And it's, and like, it's called the nocebo effect. Cause like the placebo effect, like you think something's going to happen. This is basically yeah. like the anti. <laughs> well, and I think it's important to also check yourself about this when you're in the middle of doing something great. So we all day, every day uh, on an average work day can be like, Oh yeah, we're going to rule the world and we're going to do these massive things and we're doing great things. And then when we're in the middle of a launch and like one tiny thing has a hiccup, we're like, did we do everything wrong? Is this thing even good? Like, why are we even trying this? And so we really have to remind ourselves to stay in that positive zone when we're in that current hustle, because it's so easy to convince yourself otherwise. And there's no more crucial time to be positive than in the middle of a launch. So check yourself when it kind of comes in for you and your business. Check yourself before you wreck yourself. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And I think also (laughs) to the same point, I think surrounding yourself with people that believe in you and if they, if they aren't in that, if they aren't supporting your mission, especially in like, I don't think all the time, but like certain times, like in, if you're doing a really big launch or you're going to put your website out there, or you're going to write this book or whatever. Like, I'm not saying get rid of these people. Like some of them are your family. Like you just can't. So like, you can't how, sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> like, so how can you just, you know, monitor the time you spend with them or like edit the subjects you talk about so that you don't have to hear their negative point of view or you just you're really good at changing the subject like you know and and then because as long as you believe it honestly that's all that matters but the more you hear it from other people I think it can make you question yourself and so I think that's hard but Going off of what you said, like with it questioning yourself, like in the beginning of why, like before I was like, before I categorized myself as like a life coach and business strategist, I was just like, oh, I'm a mental health advocate and I help people and I have a blog and whatever. And my mom was like, why the hell would you want to be known as the girl that had anorexia, depression, anxiety? Like, why would that like fuel you? She's like, people are going to think you're weird. Like, just like a whole bunch of stuff. Like, yes, I am weird. Yes, I was institutionalized. (laughs) Like, whatever. I was like, that's who I am. Like, I can't change that. But like, 
listening to that and then being like, well, maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I should kind of go a different route. Like, even though from my core, I was like, this is yeah. what I meant to do. It can just mess you all up. So yeah, I definitely resonate with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So goal setting. Huh, this is our jam. I could talk <laughs> about this all day. Being realistic about your goals, being realistic, not only about your goals, because the piece that I want to talk about is like, dream big. I don't care. Like dream as big as you want, but have them in line with the amount of work, time and energy and resources that you have right now in order to reach that goal. Because if you have the Oprah size dreams and if you have the, the big, you know, revenues or the big launches or the big audience building as your goal, make sure it's timely with the effort that you have to put into reaching that goal. Because I'm not saying it can't happen, but it's not going to happen in 30 days. It's not going to happen in a year if you're only like dabbling. Yep. Like that was one of the things that I usually give people that I work with is I usually give them, I'm like, okay, what is your dream big goal? Then they write it out. And then underneath that, I'm like, okay, so what goals do you have to reach to reach that goal? And then it's just yeah. like going down and down and down and down. And then from there, we break it out and say, this one will take X amount of days. This one will probably take X amount of years. And yeah. then kind of within those goals, like just minutely break it down into tasks. And it, yes, it looks crazy. And you're like, oh my God, there's so much to do. But when you section it off, you'll, because when you have this huge goal, you'll feel like you never accomplish anything to get there. But if you yep. see it and you're like, okay, so this one goal needs 35 tasks to complete and you check off each one of those tasks, you're like, holy shit, I'm getting a lot done. Exactly. Like, look at me. But when you exactly. just see that one goal and you're like, it's not done yet, it's not done yet, you just start to go crazy. Yeah. We call it breaking your goal into sexy chunks yes. and then breaking <laughs> your sexy chunks into tasks. And or so bite-sized chunks. Bite-sized chunks. You know, depending on 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 what you want to do today, like those bite-sized popcorn chicken nuggets from Sonic, which are delicious. Break them I'm up. Thinking of that. the little munchkins from Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so the next two are really similar, but I think something that we honestly didn't do for a really long time and still don't even really have nailed down, but probably something smart to have um, in our arsenal. And it's it's having scripts, it's having copy ready to go for when you have a conversation that you don't necessarily want to have. If someone's angry, if someone's unhappy, if someone wants a refund, if someone's just constantly dissatisfied, those conversations are icky and I feel like drain the emotional entrepreneur so much. And I think you can take it really one of two ways. And I, I see them very clearly in how Abby and I handle stuff like this. One of us takes it purely emotional like a stab to the heart and the self core. And the other one of us is so defensive, like murderville status. Like, can you guess I who's who? I'm wondering which one of us is which. Can I'm you guess who's who? <laughs> <laughs> which one of us cries? Which one of us stabs? Um, I think I could guess. <laughs> exactly. So but, do you have any tricks for writing yeah. these things? Yes. So I... <laughs> backing up just two seconds I think I'm the <laughs> I think I'm a mix of wanting to stab them but at the same time taking the stab to the heart at the exact same yeah. time so yeah I get it's you guys. fun time You're like <laughs> you stab the heart and stab them. and yeah. stab someone yep <laughs> um but so for like when you have to write these things I usually do it when I'm not faced with the actual situation because right. at the time I'm just like don't fuck you like it's yeah, you hired exactly. me for this reason <laughs> 
But if you are just like having like a really lax day and you're just, you're like, okay, what can I get done today? Be like, okay, well, let's envision the worst possible scenario and kind of format a way to write this. In one of my online courses, I actually just like have a section of all these like grab and go copy things because I'm just like, because I know how hard it is to write it because it took me probably like two or three years to like actually have like a solid thing to just chunk out. But like when you're writing it, just make sure that you get your points across in a way that's definitely one professional because you don't want to screw yourself over. And then two is make sure that you're doing it like from your heart because like if you're just kind of sounding like a robot and like like it's an automated message or like it's something like that people are just going to be like what the hell you didn't even read this like you just copied and pasted so as long as you have soul behind what you're writing and like actually have a point like if someone's unhappy with your work but it's because you really didn't like listen to them like clearly this is not the scenario but like if you did everything on their task list and it was perfect in like the eyes of anyone but this client (laughs) then be like okay this is then you can send this out (laughs) Yes. Yes. I love it. And just copy and paste that. And honestly, my biggest piece of advice, once your business is to this point, I think one of the first things people like us need to invest in, and this was not our first investment, and I wish it was, is someone to handle your email for you. Someone who reads the people who want to refund, someone who reads the emails about someone complaining because of something. And if they can be handled simply and easily by someone who can come at it from like a non-bias and like not have their heart on their sleeve, but can kind of speak on your behalf. That is the hands down absolute best way to handle it. Yeah. I cannot wait to get to that point because I hate dealing with those. (laughs) It's so freeing. It makes you love your people so much more. Oh my God. It's just like, And then you're still obsessive and you still check it anyway and you need to stop doing that and you need someone Uh, to delete it off their phone for you. I probably would be that person too. It's okay. (laughs) Someday, someday I will let Katie do her job fully. (laughs) So tell me more about journaling because this is something I've never been good at but always been interested in. Like I've sucked at this too. I've... I you can't even imagine how many notepads, notebooks, <laughs> journals, like I totes, totes on totes that I'm looking at right now, like yes. full of journals. <laughs> yes. Like I have obsessive amounts of paper that is Blank empty. Paper. empty. Yep. So yes, this is Please like explain. <laughs> yeah, this is my OCD comes into this. I'm like, it's so pretty. I need to buy it, and then yeah. I won't touch it. So I'm like. I'm not going to fill it with anything good. It's so pretty. I don't want to ruin it. I used to do that. I literally had a container probably bigger than my head of just pencils when I was younger. Like this. Me too. I was like, I had like different color (laughs) little boxes and they were cool pencils, pretty pencils, like fun pencil. I don't know. I would name them something better. They were all unsharpened. No, you could not use the eraser. Yes. Boxes and boxes on pencils. Those fun erasers too that were like in shapes yes. and things, like the Lisa Frank Don't ones. Use those. Yeah. Oh my god. So and I found it's not a kitty cat anymore. Exactly. It was like it's not a dinosaur if you use it. It's like a headless dinosaur. Exactly. <laughs> I actually, I like, I found this giant thing and I was like, oh my God, like this is where my like stationary obsession like began. I was like with pencils. Want to learn exactly step by step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low ticket digital product sales. 
I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. But yes, okay, so going back to the actual journaling part of things. For me, I always like going back like as far as I can remember, I was always someone that just like loved to write. Like I had like composition books that were like little journals. Like I, I, (laughs) this one's really funny. I probably sent a 10 page story, like literally 10 pages. I was probably five or six years old. I don't even know to Scholastic. And they actually wrote me a letter back when I was like, they were like, they were like, I'm sorry, we don't normally publish people from this age, blah, blah, blah. But it was just like, it was a huge thing. So I've always been like a writer and I've always done like things like that. And when it came to journaling, like when my life got really shitty in like high school and everything, I would always kind of just like blog about it. And then I'd be like, well, why did I put that out there? So then I was like, okay, let me just start writing again. And like, I came back to like the root of everything. Did you and have a Zanga? Me? No. I, I was a Tumblr. Oh. 
Senga all you the way. You must be too young. Yeah. I mean, I'm 22 <laughs> now, so. <laughs> I mean. Yeah, you're, you're a baby. It's fine. Know, I'm sorry. <laughs> what do you call it? But so then I was, because I was in this Tumblr world, I kept seeing like all these pretty like, because I'm also a graphic designer, so I would like see all these things. So instead of physically writing, because I would just think, like I would think too much before I would write, I would just mm-hmm. cut out things and like paste them together and basically come, I don't know if you guys heard of like Gala Darling, but her like self-love journals mm-hmm. and stuff. I basically just created that. And then about like two years ago, I want to say I found the most perfect journal ever. So even though we become obsessive with these journals, like finding the right journal actually is key to this because this one journal has line paper where I would actually write in. Then it would have like craft graph paper where mm-hmm. I could like make it into like a self-love journal of like all things that I like want to manifest or if it's just like to define a mood or something. And then on the back, it was just like blank paper so I could like write quotes or I could do like it basically had everything, but it was all inside one notebook. So for me, it was like, okay, every single day I have to do put something into this notebook. And like, I don't care if it's just writing a quote from a book I'm reading. I don't care if it's whatever, because that usually initiated like a 10 to 15 minute session of just like pouring my heart out <laughs> onto the page, whether it started with like cutting and pasting some pretty little Instagram graphics versus like actually being like, today was a shit show. <laughs> like, <laughs> So definitely even be even though we become obsessive with these things, like find the notebook that works for you and it will inspire you to to write more. Yeah. I like the idea of just pulling out quotes of what you're reading because like I do that where I'll read and I'll like call Abby or I'll vox her or I'll call my mom. And I literally just pull out that quote. I'm like, I just wanted you to hear this. So if I just try writing that down, maybe it'll start like creating some. I take pictures of pages of books. I do that. I I screenshot it and then I call someone about it. And my husband's like, are you taking a picture of your book right now? (laughs) I know the amount of random screenshots in my phone and like my Google photos is like insane. It's awful. awful. Okay. So tell me some favorite affirmations that you use in the morning. Yes. So my number one thing every single day is just I'm enough because it was always like my number one thing. Like all the time, I would never think I was enough, whether it be like looks, weight, money, anything like that's always one that just always came back to haunt me. Another one that I always recite is I'm financially abundant because money was always such a struggle for me. When I was younger, there was Christmases and I would get every single thing I wanted, but I would just ball. And my mom's like, why are you upset right now? Like I bought you everything. And I was like, yeah, but you had to pay for all of this. And like, I was just so upset about the money. Like, I didn't even know that that there was money issues at that time. Like, it was just like the guilt. So one of the things I always focus on is being financially abundant and knowing that like you deserve money and you can receive money. And then another one that I always recite is I am helping people all over the world every day with my story. And then the other one is, where is it? I don't know where it went. So I'm like reading my post-its. Oh, and then uh, I will be able to support myself and my family by the end of 2018. Those are like the three core ones that I always focus on. Woof. (laughs) Well, that's awesome. I've kind of changed what I say, like depending on what's happening in my life. Like, Yeah. yeah. So I think they changed a lot. We used to, I would like to say we still do, but I know we don't. Um, We used to have daily affirmations that we wrote every single day, but the last couple months, or I should just say the all of this year year. has just been crazy. And Uh we haven't really settled into a new routine yet. So 
I think that needs to come back because I yeah. do miss that. Maybe it can be like book quotes or written yeah. quotes because yeah. we were more affirming like what we wanted or what we were aspiring to. Mm-hmm. They weren't necessarily like self-love practices, which I think is a nice way to look at it. And I definitely like the money mindsets thing. One of the things I started doing when we started launching, because we changed our launch like strategy this year, was listening to these crazy, like crazy, like I don't even know what to call them. They're like these weird chants on YouTube, like you are enough, like you will, you money will come to you and like... Like it goes on for like literally 30 minutes. And they're so I was like, super weird. They're super crazy. But I would listen to them like while doing my hair, like the day we were going to do a webinar or launch or whatever. And it was surprising how good they made me feel, <laughs> despite how bizarre they were. There's actually an app and you can record your own voice. You, I think you can, I mean, it like gives you a couple that you can read or it, all the affirmations are built into it, or you could like write your own. Um, and then like the recording part is like you can record three, but you could basically just record like 50 in one recording. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just like loops it back and puts like this really serene music in it. I don't remember the, so the app on the top of my head. I would have Jessica Ely do that for me. I'd be like, <laughs> go record your voice saying all of these affirmations. And then I'm going to play it every single day to the spa music in the background. <laughs> yep. But it was, it was awesome. like weird how like well it worked. Like I would just like hit play in the morning when I was getting ready yeah. for work or whatever and I was just like okay my day is starting really good right, like it's fine yeah <laughs> what's the I app called it. do you remember I can't I'll look it up though maybe it's okay. I think I deleted yeah. it because I was becoming obsessive with it <laughs> we'll drop it in the show notes once yeah. we find it Definitely. so you guys can have awesome it. okay so number 10 I really want to talk about because yeah. it really um what's it called think up think, think up, up. Okay. Well, yeah, we'll find that link. Drop it in. Number 10 is about assessing your current situation. If you're not happy, what can you change to make more happiness? And I think this one's really important to address because I feel like as, as over emotional types, and I mean that in the most loving way, because it's, it is myself. Like uh, we feel every emotion very strongly. They're hard to dampen. and, And we like to convince ourselves that there are a lot of there, there could be one thing that holds all the weight for our emotions and how we feel and what's causing our problem. When in reality, it's it's when the things start to pile up and it's when the things don't get our attention and they don't get tweaked when they need to be tweaked. And so typically, I feel like when we go into this realm of overwhelm and stress, we like to think that the most recent thing that was just added onto the the list and the mountain is the thing that's causing us the most stress. And so we, we cut the most recent thing like, Oh, I shouldn't have said yes to that. And we're done with it and we move on. But yet the stress doesn't change and the overwhelm doesn't change because in reality, if we're looking at this mountain of stuff, there's something in there and it might be right in the middle. It might be the foundation. That's the thing that we wish would change and that we wish was different. And maybe we feel like it's not in our power to change right now. So my whole point of that being, encouraging you to not just cut the most recent thing and not to not to feel like you can't say yes to opportunities but to really readjusting what you are saying yes to and and why definitely kind of like what you're saying like cutting out the last part of everything it doesn't always work and for me like I suffered with anorexia for years so I'm 
I basically just say I am recovered now, but you're always in recovery. But the thing for me is whenever I'm super overwhelmed is when like the eating disorder, like habits come back. And for me, I'll be like, okay, when did this start? What was like the root? Like, it's always like a reminder, like shit, something is not right right now. Like you're going crazy. (laughs) Like come back. So for me, it's like, okay, well, what what is making me so uncomfortable? Like, and I kind of just go through all the things that happen throughout the day. And then if I see like, like ding, 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 it's going out to the club or it's going yeah. out to the bar or like something like that. And you're like, well, I hate doing that to begin with. So why am I even doing that? And you're like, oh, that's why, because my friend invited me and I've been dreading going there or something like that. And like things like that will start to affect your business and it will start to affect your mental health and it'll start to affect everything because it's all connected and like, like everything like even if what do you call it like if you're not happy with like basically if you're not happy with what you're creating and then you realize at the same time you're also eating like junk food and like you've been stressed out and just kind of like going crazy and not having enough time to like cook real food and everything like your body will basically be like no 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 like don't do that so like Mm -hmm. everything's connected like soul body and mind like everything is connected and everything affects the other thing so if you aren't happy in one situation, it's going to start to affect the other. So if you see that you're starting to do things that totally aren't you, like, like, I'm trying to think of like an example, but if you, for me, I used to basically drink like a glass of wine every single night. And then I just stopped out of like nowhere. And everyone's like, are you pregnant? What's going on here? Like, (laughs) what's, what's happening? I'm like, no, like, I don't know. So then I was like, looking back and I was like, oh, it's because every time I drank, I couldn't write. And then like, like it, it just like kind of spiraled out of there. So right. basically, figure out what's making you unhappy, and then from there, see what that's affecting, and then use the affecting things to like yeah. change. Well, <laughs> and the thing that's hard with this, it, and I've just noticed this recently because I'm really actively working on this, and not just in the like happiness point of view, but like a health point of view as well. Is like even if you go to change the thing that's bothering you or the thing that's really affecting you sometimes you're gonna get pushback like and it it doesn't matter how hard you try or like how like good you're going at it like literally like the last week like my body has been rejecting me eating better which that sounds ridiculous but I've been so sick to my stomach and like I've been eating better than I've eaten in months. And, but like, it, my body's just like, but I'm used to cheeseburgers and you made <laughs> me cauliflower and I don't know what to do with this. And yep. so, and so my body is just like, well, wouldn't it just be easier if you went back to cheeseburgers? And so my mind and my body are playing tricks on me. And so, like, you have, like, it's so easy to, even if you consciously identify what's wrong and make conscious changes, you're still tempted to go backwards because it's easier, because it's what it's you're used to, you're comfortable with it, and you have to push past the uncomfortableness, like, even if it's literally making you ill sometimes, and, like, that is, it's so hard, and, like, I mean, I, I just want you to know, like, I get that, like, I feel you guys, like, you are going to go through something in your life at some point where you are going to get pushed back and you are going to want to go backwards and you're going to want to step back into your comfort zone. And I just urge you to keep pushing through it. 
Yeah. I feel like any radical change you do is going to face resistance. And it's just basically like not really a test, but like kind of of do you really want this? And are you going to do everything in your power to make that change? And then like a lot of people just get comfortable in the uncomfort and like Mm -hmm. the discomfort, like even though something is so discomfortable and so like just like not normal for them, it's become their norm. So going back to reality's norm is harder. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, uh, listening to your body and listening to your mind, like battle against each other so often is, is very, very difficult, especially when it comes to like physically eating and energizing your body. And the way that Abby and I deal with that with our own issues is so vastly different. It's so funny though, that that's not funny. It actually really sucks, but we go through these like really big awakenings and like, okay, I want to fix these things, but in order to fix the things, we're going to go down this really shitty rabbit hole first. And we do them at the same time. And we've done them more than once in our business and in our life. And while that's nice because we can lean on each other and therefore we both understand what's going on, it, it's also like, okay, what does that mean for our business and what are we doing? And so what, you know, how can we better plan? And so I think that goes into the next couple steps of really, really recognizing like, are there things that we need to take off our plate? Is the stuff that we're doing like truly in line with the goals that we originally set for this year? Are there things that like, we literally just don't need to be the ones doing like they need to happen, but we don't have to do them. And sometimes those conversations are hard. And sometimes we feel like they take longer than actually just doing the task, but they're important. And if we're needing that space ourselves, then then they have to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's where a lot of like the, what do you call it? The automation and like, yes. basically just letting robots run your business for you yes. and like technology, like use it. Like, Yes, like like what Abigail was saying earlier was how she still checks the email even though she has other people doing it. Like, just let it go and like like just like just do it. If it were that easy, yeah, exactly. Um, but if like for me, like when I I'm like totally just like brain farted right now. But <laughs> when I'm like when I'm like overwhelmed with all this stuff, I'm like, okay, let's pick five things that truly need to get done right now. And then let's just roll with it, get those done, and then see, like, what I can accomplish after that. But if you just focus on, like, three or five things that you're like, yeah, these need to happen, let's go. And what Abby and I do, and you guys might do this too and not even realize it, when we're super stressed out and we know we have a lot to get done and it has to be done in a certain order and we're, like, mapping everything out, if we don't truly spend the time to not only map it out but put dates on when those things need to happen, what we find ourselves doing time and time again is working on stuff that doesn't need our attention for like two or three months. Like it could literally just sit there because we're like, oh, we have so much to do. Like let's just start picking things. And that we're left with stuff that's like, oh shit, that's due next week. And oh, we should have done that first. So now we're like backtracking. So I really encourage you to not only like plan like what you can afford to do in your time, but put the dates on it so you can put them in chronological order. So you're not working on stuff that can wait until September or December or whatever, but focus on the things that are going to help you right now. Yes, definitely. I was like the total cul- culprit of that. I'd be like, well, this one's really easy. And then I could be ahead in like, whatever. yeah. And then I'm like, but like, that doesn't help you now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, let's talk about imposter syndrome. We're, we're probably going to go a little bit over time, which is totally fine. But I feel like this is something our people bring up all the time. Mm-hmm. And 
It is something I literally did not even learn about until college. And I read about it in a psych class in a book. And I was like, holy shit, that's me in every realm of every definition I've ever read in my life. And it has since changed a little bit. But if you guys are unfamiliar, it's, it's basically the feeling that for me, at least that you, you are not the, the worthy one of what you should be doing. Someone is going to catch you and, and call you out on you pretending to be this role. And someone is going to catch you and tell you that you're a fraud and that you're not good enough and that you shouldn't be doing that thing. And it's terrifying And I don't know who those Dementors that are or like where they come from, right? But it sucks. Do you have any tactics on tackling that, on things we can tell ourselves? Yes. Um, That's where also the the affirmations come in because like the whole like – the imposter syndrome of saying, like, I'm a fraud, I'm not enough. Like, there's so many people that know more than me and everything like that. That's where the I am enough affirmation comes in all the time is because, like, I struggle with it all the time with imposter syndrome and I'm always like – But, like, do I really know everything? So strategies for that is really just remembering that, like, no matter where you are right now, the information, if you're giving valuable information or content, no matter what you're saying, you're – someone in the universe is 10 steps behind you, but someone is always going to be 10 steps ahead of you. Like, even if you're the smartest person in the world, there's going to be someone else who's, like, knows one little tidbit more than you. So you just give your best of what you have and know that it's your best and you just can't care about other people's opinions and in in like respect to if they think that they like wouldn't know as much as you or would know more than you or something in that regards. Yeah, this is so hard. Like I think people try to oversimplify it, but it like comes back. Like it's like the scary monster under the bed that you like you like told your parents you didn't believe in anymore and then you know it just comes back to haunt you it just you like you might conquer it in one area of your Uh life but then Uh like all of a sudden it pops up over here or like you grow in this certain place and then you're like but do I really deserve this success or and I think you start to question if if this is even really for you or if it's meant to be and, you know. Well, and I think it's weird for some people because I've I've hardly ever resonated with the like, I'm not good enough at at what the task is. I talk about this a lot, like the perks of being an only child and like growing up in a family of women who just like are badasses. You believe that you are a badass. And I believe that from day one, I have not needed issue or help with like, my stuff is the shit. And like, I really help us keep that part upbeat. So I've never struggled with that issue. I literally struggle with the fact that some days I have to like tell myself that what I do is real. The job that I do is real. I have a real business. I have a real job and I'm affecting real human beings. I like, I literally can convince myself in those anxious times very easily that like, all of this is pretend and that it's not stable and that it could go away any second, which like in some is reality in some cases, but we would have to make a lot of effort for it to disappear and yeah. it definitely wouldn't be quickly. And I think that my, the, the way that my imposter syndrome kicks in is, is I know I'm really good at it, 
but am I doing like, is it, is it real? <laughs> and, yeah. and it's hard. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I definitely can resonate with like both of those things because one, the whole I am enough thing always just kick my butt, but the whole is what I'm doing real is right. like, there's so many people that are just like, but I'm, I'm a life coach. What is that? I am like right. a health coach. What actually is that? Like I am an online business. Like if the internet just evaporated, what would I, yeah. what would I be doing? And like one of the, like for me, like I always say, like if you're passionate about what you're doing, the work that you're creating, like it'll exude that passion. So whether you believe it or not, or whether the world believes it or not, that what you're doing is affecting other people. If you are so passionate about something, your passion is going to reach the people that it needs to reach. And it'll, one, it'll make you feel like you're enough. And then two, like is your business real? Yes, it's real because look at all the people that you've affected. And like for you guys specifically, like think of like all the followers, think of all like your entire like Facebook group, all the community, all the podcast listeners, like all those people are proof that you're real. Like even if you don't believe it in that moment, like there are people out there that'll be like, oh, I know Abby and Emily, like, like they know that you guys created this massive movement. Well, see, okay, so I may agree that, like, we 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 do exist, but, like, sometimes I'm, like, especially the busyness thing. Like, I'll be, like, we literally decide what is work and, like, what we get to do every day. And so sometimes I'll have it in relation to, like, do I literally need to do this or am I just, like, making shit up? Yeah. Like for nothingness, like I I don't know, cause it, cause I was literally explaining to my husband the other day about having to do this video shoot on a Saturday, and he was just like, "But why?" And I was like, "Cause it's my job." <laughs> he was like, and, "And not that he disagreed with me, but then I later, like not not him at all. I was like, is it my job?" to shoot video on a Saturday. Like I just was like really weird about it. <laughs> and like personally, like yeah. that, like that's such a weird thing. Like does someone really care enough to see my face on the internet? I don't know. Like mm -hmm. that, like it was just a weird feeling. So yeah, I, I regardless people, I get you. Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. Uh, so we have two more things to kind of run through pretty quickly. The step 14 is step away from the screen. I, I mean, you guys know this. It's pretty self-explanatory. I will say like literally of getting outside and, and stepping away from the computer. Yes. But also I recently took five days of no internet, no cell service. And it was the most freeing thing. I, I've never, ever taken that long away from internet literally ever in my life. Mm -hmm. And I, I, even when we went on our honeymoon, I made sure we had internet and I don't know why, like literally why, but this one was like, you had to like drive in a Jeep all the way up to a really rocky hill to try to get like half of a bar. And I just wasn't doing that mostly because it was a manual Jeep and I can't drive those, <laughs> but it was so helpful and it was so amazing. And I, I don't know what I missed and I don't care. And I just came back to it and it was great. So if you get that opportunity, even if it's just for the weekend, Abby just recently started turning off Do Not Disturb, right? At like 10 p.m. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No phones after 10. It's pretty great. I did I did spend six weeks in Europe before internet in Europe was like prevalently available. And that was 
very nice. freeing. Perfect. So, you know, if you can go to Europe and afford to not be on the internet for six <laughs> weeks, do go that. Do that. Go I, do would, that. Lo- I would love to go back and do that, but that's not happening anytime soon. <laughs> But let's let's wrap it up on the note of finding a community of women yeah. really believe in you and resonate with you and understand where you're at in the world. Yeah. So with like mental health specifically, like one in five adults have a mental illness of some sort. So if you're in like a room, if you're in like a freaking coffee shop, like there's at least like one or two other people in that room. I have like seven of them for you guys. So like if you don't have one (laughs) for some reason, I got enough to share. Yeah, exactly. So like no matter where you are, like there's always going to be someone that like can resonate with you. It's just a matter of actually speaking their truth and like actually going out there and like telling people about it. And that's like right now the stigma is everything that just Mm -hmm. blocks everyone. But if you got to find these groups, like use Think Creative Collective, like I, I have my Facebook group, the Decaf Doers, like it's they're just safe places for you guys to like go and be open about your struggles with mental health. But then at the same time, it's all a bunch of entrepreneurial women or on, just entrepreneurs in general that yeah. know what it's like to run a business. They know what it's like to have imposter syndrome. They know what it's like to be overwhelmed with anxiety in life, business, and everything. So if you just yeah. can connect with these women, it just shows you, one, you're not alone, and two, like there's so many inspiring people that are like, look, I've accomplished XYZ, and that will push you to reach you even further. Yeah, I, I really encourage you to go check those out. And obviously, you guys, I hope that you know that you're more than welcome in our community and to speak up and talk about this. It, it is a really safe space for you to do that. I also, on a very serious note, like, please don't be afraid to reach out for therapy or help, especially if if there's potential suicide tendencies or awareness that you need to be making in your own life. We can leave some links in the comments of some resources that we have found helpful. There are now even virtual therapies, so you don't even have to leave your house. And I know that's a that's a big deal for a lot of people to even do. We create our own businesses so we can be in our own bubble in our own house, right? And not have to work with other human beings. So you can do it online from the comfort of your own home. I started looking into some of that back when I was restarting therapy, but I found someone really close by. Speak up for what you need. Use the groups for for what they can be used for, but but please know that if if you need professional help, there are resources, and we'd be happy to connect you with some of those if you need them. Because sometimes we just need we need that, right? And please don't be afraid to recognize that in and of yourself and and reach out. And if you need if you need some help in the resources department, we will assist you. So that serious <laughs> note being ended. Thank you so much for coming on. Why don't you tell everyone where you hang out online so they can connect with you? Yes. So so my website is spies, as in S-P-I-E-S, fittofight.com. And because everyone always is like, what the heck does that actually mean? Mm -hmm. Spies stands for support people in every situation and fit to fight stands for being fit to fight your mental illness. Then on, you can find me on all my social handles are at spies fit to fight and then uh, my Facebook group is called the Decaf Doers, and that's just a collective of ambitious women with anxiety. So basically everything that I was just talking about with finding a supportive community, those are your people. <laughs> Love it. Thank yeah, you so it. much for coming on. <laughs> of course. Thank you for having me, guys. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy-to-customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. 
Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.